The Tag Team Podcast is now on Alexa via the Inipod app. To use just say, Alexa, open Inipod. Inipod, at your service. Ask me to play a podcast. Play the Tag Team Podcast. Now playing the Tag Team Podcast. You're listening to the Tag Team Podcast. The podcast that is a WWE Network companion. Currently covering 1985 WWF Tuesday Night Titans. And now here are your Tag Team Podcast hosts, Jeff Jones and John Burke. Greetings. Welcome to the Tag Team Podcast. I'm John Burke. Salutations. I'm Jeff Jones. Very special three days after the last airing of Friday Night Titans. Just had to wait for the weekend to be over with for Monday Night Titans. I believe the only Monday Night Titans of 1985. And I'm good with it. Same here. Apparently Vince didn't have as much pull as he thought he did as he could not get the studio on a Monday that they normally film from as this edition starts off with Vince and Lord Alfred on some stools in their little newsroom area. Yeah, it reminds me of the future. Future. Ones where they just has Mean Gene doing the reporting. Yes. Breaking news now. Yes. Mean Gene, later Sean, Sean Moody. Yep. Sean Mooney. At sometimes Lord Alfred Hayes. Pretty sure Gorilla never got into that role. He was on some of the Coliseum tapes in there. But yeah, definitely Mean Gene and Sean Mooney were the two leaders of doing most of that. So what is up? What's going on with you? Oh, man. I have to tell you. Going on vacation in one, two, three days. Going to the beach. I'm not going to tell you what beach because I don't need people following me. No autograph seekers, please. No, definitely not. And we'll see what happens when I get back. But for right now, just going to the beach. Don't plan on doing too much if possible. Still recovering from the sickness. I don't know how much fun I'm going to have. I was doing a ton of fun being sick. And then I'm still kind of back and forth. But hopefully the weather will hold out. Try to relax before I have to go back to work and be miserable. All right. And you, what do you got plans? I'm going to be doing a bunch of editing. (laughs) Now, our schedules are changing, or at least mine's changing. So with the gap in the last day that I worked my old schedule and the first day that I work in my new schedule, yeah, I got about four days off. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, I know. It's rough. So I'm probably going to do some editing, get some of these edited and ready to go for our great fans out there and maybe watch some more stuff for the future. So how'd you manage that four days? Get that four days off. Now, is that in a row or is that just four days? No, that's in a row because Wednesday's my last day for the last schedule and the new schedule I start working Monday so I get an extra day off on Sunday instead of having to go back to work that day I get Sunday off but yeah I'll be out some people just have all the luck Thursday through Sunday yep would have been better if it would have fell on Wrestlemania week but oh well I got plenty to keep me busy that's for sure oh yeah well when you technically you could watch it at work if need be no I would never do that because people are listening well I mean you'd go to your car yeah yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm going to keep it kind of work-related, but non, I guess, work-related neither. I received a communication from somebody that asked me to allow them to use the guest Wi-Fi at their site to watch Netflix because they were tired of running their data up on their phone. Nice. I said, I will let your manager know. That's no problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't heard anything since then. Yeah, you might want to check that person again and see if they come up anymore as a employee. Yes. He, he may have been uh, promoted to customer. <laughs> Probably so. That's what I like to say. That's all for me. Let's do some recapping. Previously on the Tag Team Podcast. Previously, Friday Night Titans, episode 27. Les McMahon opens the show and he stumbles over Sue Sayer. Doesn't really know why we're going back to that level. Next up, we have Andre the Giant comes in and states that he's not 500 pounds. And then we go to a match with Andre the Giant versus Kim Pater. And Andre pretty much walks through that match victorious. Jimmy Hart joins the set next with Greg Valentine and Vince asks everybody to look at Jimmy's shoes. If you don't know why, you didn't listen to our last podcast. Next up, we have a match with Greg Valentine versus Jim Powers and we learn that Jim Powers has a troubled past. Hopefully we'll find out. Maybe. The next up, we have Piper's Pit where they have Paul Orndorff Bob Orton and, of course, Roddy Piper himself, and we learn how Orton got his cast, finally. And next up, we have the fortune teller who tries to predict the outcome of WrestleMania, but can't predict why Mr. Wonderful still has no shirt every time he goes out to see the soothsayer and we have barry windham and mike rotendo to join the set with no ladies next up we have the footage from hulk hogan and mr t trying to buy some wheatgrass and swinging from trees but by eating bananas that my friends was episode 27 friday night titan which brings us to monday night titans episode 28 once again i found zero coverage of this on youtube how about you did a nope nothing they did a good job of not making it available so, use your nine ninety nine and watch it on the network. Accurate. Or listen to us recap it if you don't have the network. Bosley here again with Mr. T to promote once again the Tag Team Pod Shop. They have shirts that are high quality and lightweight. They wear less than the change around my neck. That is right, Mr. T. Indeed they do. Hey man, how long are we going to listen to this jive? When can we get something to eat? Hold on, Mr. T. I just need to tell our listeners for each of the shirts sold. This podcast makes $4 that goes to help fund the cost of the bandwidth and hosting of the Tag Team Podcast. Enough of this jibber-jabber. This time we're going to do it my Stop procrastinating, fool! I want you to buy clothes for the less fortunate people in the community. Let me give them the website, Mr. T. Dig it, alright, alright. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash the tag team pod shop. Just call me up, you know, I make home visits. Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Ah, yeah? Um, thank you, Mr. T. I told you, Mr. T, bring the heat. I'll bring the heat. Ha <laughs> And I brought it, didn't I? That you did, Mr. T. Say hello to your mother for me. Nobody mess with my mama. I pity the fool talk about my mama. I pity the fool talk about their mama. Recapping the 28th episode of Monday Night, Tuesday Night Titans, March 25th, 1985. As we've already gone through, Vince and Lord Alfred Hayes coming to you live from probably a production truck. I don't even think it's a studio. Yes, it reminds me of when Sean Mooney and Mean Gene Okerlund would do the previews, setting up the other pay-per-views that they would have. So this is the actual pre-show before the big show. All white, not intended. Correct. It seems like it. We got six days until yes. the airing of WrestleMania. Before then, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T have a stop off in New York for Saturday Night Live. It's 
on March 30th. But after that, yep, WrestleMania time. Almost definitely. And in case you forgot from the other two airings, the first thing they go to is footage from Madison Square Gardens as Cindy Lauper accepts her award and they just rerun the full segment from there. So if you don't know what happened, listen to one of our other podcasts. I ain't going to talk about it again. More likely, where have you been? <laughs> exactly. You can actually probably find the coverage of that from any other clip. They probably have that on YouTube somewhere, I'm sure. As many times as I've already seen it. You could probably just Google Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, WWF, MSG. Record, smash, MS, you that'll pop it up. Next up, we go to Piper as he interviews Mr. T on the set of The A-Team and <laughs> all insanity goes off. Piper seems to be an instigator, it looks like. No, not Piper. Love how he gets back there and he sees that Mr. T's name's on the back of his chair and he says, yeah, it's just to make sure you don't get lost. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> I think the interview went awry when Piper goes and says that the children of America must be sick to look up to T and Cindy Lauper with their weird hairstyles. Yeah, that was the trigger that Mr. T's bodyguard slash stunt double had to hold him back as Piper says, I'm going to X your name out and quickly and wisely runs. <laughs> before the scene cuts away. Mr. T's known to have an entourage, so there's no telling what part of the entourage that guy was. Might have been a cousin or something, who knows. But yes, classic Piper, classic T, that's about it. There we go to more reruns, because we hadn't had enough already. Let's go to Hulk Hogan versus Piper from their match at War to Settle the Score. Anything you got from this? I actually noticed something that I didn't notice or don't remember talking about the last time, but did you get anything different from having to watch it the second time? I'm trying to look as if I jotted down anything different. I didn't really notice anything different. I always thought it was kind of weird that they let Mr. T walk the apron. Yeah. Actually get in the ring. That's basically what I noticed was Mr. T at the end that got a little jumpy going after Paul and Piper when they leave the ring. He's like trying to go after him and all of a sudden like, hey, yo, we're not supposed to go after him. Come back to the ring. Has to get Mr. T back in there. He kind of forgot that they're just supposed to run him off and not chase him down the aisle. I'm down, Mr. T. This ain't bum fights. Exactly. So after that rerun, we go to a Piper's Pit, which is a special edition that's in the ring at Madison Square Garden. It's Orton, better known as Ace, Paul Orndorff, better known as Paula, with Hogan, better known as Hog, T, better known as Mr. T, Snooka, better known as Super, Super, Superfly. They set it up with some heat criticism of the New York Yankees, and then Piper goes and makes it sound like he's introducing his next guest, Mr. T, but instead introducing Paul Orndorff. And then Paul goes into his rant and the disclaimer that we get at the front of the show is explained when he shares his true thoughts of Mr. T. Just before, just before the fella comes out with all the chains on. (laughs) Now, come on! Let's give him a break. Yes, funky sounds. So, I wasn't sure if the fella comes on with chains was a slave joke or the fact that he was wearing golden chains. That possibly might have been a double entendre as well. I don't know. I kind of caught that. And then when he did the monkey thing, I was like, ah, oh, he's good. <laughs> 
Got him. Made him think. So Team Mr. T brings in his posse, which, like I said, contains Hogan and Snooka. And he don't trust Piper to stay seated, so he pushes the chair out of the way. Piper does the same. And they agree to back off their crew, though neither guy's crew really moves much at all. Piper admits that he brought T out to give him a chance to back out. They show some painting that they did of what could happen to Mr. T and their show and tell. Hilarious, by the way. Yes, if you want to see the painting, let's go to our Facebook and we'll have some screen grabs of that up there. I wonder if they got Tony Atlas to paint. I'm sure probably Atlas's talents were used for something on WrestleMania since he wasn't actually a part of it physically. So yeah, I imagine he's on payroll. As we know in the 84 podcast, he did have some paintings of Paula. Yes, and some drawings of Arnold and some weird woman. And he was doing something for Mr. T even back then. Spoiler! So if you have no clue what we're talking about, go back and listen to season one. Tipping point seems to be when Rowdy Piper puts on a Mr. T Halloween type headpiece to look like T. It has T's patented mohawk hair design. T rips it off and things get a little heated from there. The paintings were hilarious. So when he put the mask on, I was like, I'll never see this again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> never ever are you going to see the classic heel heat ever again. Yeah, that would be on Twitter so fast. Yes. Piper would be mysteriously gone from the company so fast. Because people can't differentiate a character from real life. Even though they gave us the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that doesn't soften the blow. I felt I was fully prepared by the disclaimer. Thank you, WWE <laughs> and Vince McMahon. Please give me free $9.99 network next month. Thank you. Piper makes his way out, gives T some liquid from a fan's cup to the face before he makes his exit. I'm guessing it's probably beer. Sunny D. I don't know. Oh, I guarantee it's alcohol. Not that they drink or anything, but I'm just saying. No, Orton doesn't drink either. All covered in Future. Podcast. Follow us on social media. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the tag team podcast. On Twitter, at tag team. On Google Plus, tag team podcast. Or email us at the tag team podcast at gmail.com. Or on the tagline, leave us a voicemail. 6016544 tag that's 6016544824. And after the debacle of T and the live Piper's Pit, we go to Mean Gene Okerlin Celebrity Tours, baseball manager Billy Martin, who is the guest ring announcer. And Billy Martin admits he's not watching wrestling. Great guy to have represent a wrestling match. <laughs> Thinks smaller guys are the ones to watch out for and calls the wrong team out for baseball. Says St. Louis, Kansas City were in the World Series and not the teams that he said. I think he said New York would be in there probably in the hunt or some Northeast teams in general. So for that year, it actually ended up being St. Louis and Kansas City with Kansas City winning in 85. And also, that the players were fat, had big stomachs. Obviously, he's seen Adrian Adonis. Rest in peace. Right, Pete? Yes. When we first go to Mean Gene, on the scene with Mean Gene, he was in a bar, and I thought, nah, <laughs> that's Mean Gene. Gene, we're filming. We're filming, Gene. Get out of here. <laughs> we're on the bar. Come on, it's still a bar. To the bar, let's go. Are you on probation? Yes. That was very comical for me. 
<laughs> and it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. That's what we left with the baseball manager. Yes. Billy Mart was a New York Yankees manager, and I think he managed some other teams between then and there afterwards as well. I'm not a big baseball person, and I definitely wasn't following in 85. So that's about all I know of Billy Martin. Other than when I watched WrestleMania, things we do for the show, he's not a very good ring announcer. They could have got somebody better. But I guess if you're in I agree. Madison Square Gardens, you need to get a New York person to bring him in. So they did what they could. Yeah, I was hoping you'd be my hero with that one. <laughs> I was in the same bill when I was watching. I was like, I don't really know what's going on, but sure. He didn't look like a New Yorker. He looked like somebody from Florida. He had a pretty good tan going, I guess, because he's no longer in New York Yankees organization. Maybe he's been chilling out on the boat in the yacht club that he supposedly was at. Yeah, yeah. He was at a marina, that's for sure. Oakland interviews next Liberace, which is the guest timekeeper. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Exactly. And apparently Liberace can put glassy to shame with as many rings that are on his freaking hand. Welcome to television's unchallenged authority on wealth, prestige, and success. It's another dazzling lifestyles of the rich and famous. Meet the stars of show business and big business. Discover how life's winners live, love, and spend their fortunes. Enter their dazzling world of luxury on privileged tours of the fantasy palaces they call home. You know, a side note. I had no idea. Oh, I had an idea, but I didn't really know who Liberace was until I was watching this special on Jerry Lee Lewis called The Tales of the Tour Bus with Mike Judge. Love it. Seen it? Yes, love it. Ah, I just found it. <laughs> and I'd watched it, and I'd seen that Jerry Lee Lewis actually contemplated running over Liberace so that he'd be one less piano player that he had to go against. And then I did my research. And then I realized that Jerry Lee Lewis really had no competition. <laughs> So yeah, so that's how I found out who he was. <laughs> if you want a different view of Liberace, there was an HBO special that came out a few years ago. Had Matt Damon in it, and Michael Douglas was playing Liberace. Good stuff. There's name you heard in a long time. Yep, I think that was his last major thing that he's done. So it was that HBO movie. I don't think he's been in anything since, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. We chill with Liberace at his house. He goes into a little bit of detail, saying that his mother loved wrestling, and she loved it so much that she wore out the arms of the chair because she was so into it she used to like claw at it whenever the heels were doing their thing cheating and all that she'd be yelling at the tv gene breaks down the match because liberace obviously has no clue what the hell he's talking about he just knows he's getting a payday and liberace basically closes out get some close-ups of his weird watch that he has wearing there yeah a little compartment thing it popped open and he's like oh look i can tell the time yeah little piano watch i think it was then they go into my second clip. How to watch WrestleMania, folks. We want to clear up a little bit of confusion as to where you can see WrestleMania this coming Sunday afternoon. Many of you apparently feel that it's going to be shown on home TV. That is not the case, with the exception of a few cable systems that will carry it on a pay-per-view basis. You could very well be old and gray. Speaking of old and gray, <laughs> uh, before you ever see this on home TV, but we do invite you to see it at your local coliseum, or a theater which will carry it on a closed-circuit television basis on the giant color screen. 
It's going to be most entertaining. Fire rate's not going too well, I guess. Early closed caption ticket sales. So you had to break it down before you could watch it. Yeah. Yes, everywhere but North Carolina, it seems. Yeah, going from the on-screen display there, the closest to North Carolina would have been Georgia. And since I was actually in Florida during this time, the closest for me would have been Lakeland, which is about two hours away from where I lived. Indeed, it would have been a little bit of a hike. Hey, I don't know if it would have been worth it to watch it on a TV screen. No, I still say that to some extent but we'll save that for another podcast <laughs> fair enough so next we got a little breakdown from vince and lord alfred hayes of the whole wrestlemania card in case we forgot and they go through all that good stuff and then after that we go to hulk hogan and mr t for the final yes final training session in new york he wanted to take him up to the top of the roof and talk about taking out parents i don't know i'll play the clip to see what you get out of it other part of new york man I'm gonna show you Central Park, man. We're gonna Central Park, man, and take up the muggers. If we take clean up the muggers in Central Park, we ready for a pipe on Orndorff. I'm not sure what Mr. T has about mothers that he doesn't like. He always talks about, don't talk about my mother. So I'm guessing, I don't know, she played some kind of role in his desire or mental lapse that he has and feels he needs to take out mothers in Central Park. To me, that's definitely not a good role model. Yeah, I didn't understand what they were doing on top of the building, looking around, pointing looking for moms to take out apparently other part of new york man i want to show you central park man we go to central park man and take up the mothers if we take clean up the mothers in central park we ready for a pipe on Orndorf. the mouth taking out people's parents will make them be ready for paul and rowdy rowdy piper i don't know are you referring to the fact that moms push their kids in strollers out in central park i don't know man i just just said they wanted to take out all the mothers climb to the mountain and take out mothers i guess that's what he does in his training i don't know beat them up make decent people for decent people i don't know i was a little confused i was too i just let mr t do his thing because in previous videos we've seen with mr t he just sort of goes to the left doesn't tell anybody he's making a left either nope just starts steering it hopefully no moms were hurt in the filming of that vignette but i don't know yeah i don't think so after they finally decide to come down after many negotiators managed to get them down safely we do see them going to the park for some reason yeah climb the mountain or hill that took five seconds to get up but did you notice in the background as they were doing the i think it's the crab walk up the rocks the people that was walking in park normally stopped and just watched an amusement yeah point at mr t that's the guy that what? beat up my mom call me as they go walking together <laughs> It was an interesting routine, for sure. I guess the Beast of Swamps. I guess. So from there, after they get to the top, they do their little Rocky scene together. They actually go to the gym for couples training. Yeah, very interesting setup routine. Didn't really understand the position they were in. Hadn't really ever used that position in any setups I've ever done, but yeah. I think it's really for couples, and they just took it to the next level of tag team friendship. Yeah, I can't even comment anymore on it. I really think the part that kind of bothers me is as they were doing setups, Hulk Hogan said, Mr. T, you got to look into my eyes. It's like the eye of the tiger. And then Mr. T smacks him. <laughs> Hogan smacks him, and then they start doing sit-ups again. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah. I don't know where they were going. It's kind of going to a weird section of Tuesday Night Titans. I think this was the discrepancy they were warning us about in the beginning. I don't think it was Paul at all at this point. Pretty sure it was a segment. Well, I was confused, as usual, Mr. T's in anything. But, yes. Yes. Very confusing. And from there, after the gym's couple training, they go to the subway, and it starts by them putting a quarter into the turnstile, because they are baby faces, and they went and just hop over the turnstile to catch the train, because that's what they do. And they wait, and they have a following, and then they get on the train, and next we have them going to the Coliseum, where WrestleMania is being built, as we could say. Yes, in the process of assembling the ring. And they start prep talking. Did you get too much out of the prep talk? No, I got absolutely nothing. I was too focused on my eyes had just seen previous. Okay. So they're prep talking, and talking about how they're going to do the best, and they're wild animals. And again, Hulk Hogan tells Mr. T to look into his eyes. And something about a tiger. I'm glad they cut it off when they did, but I don't really know where Hogan was going with that. But Mr. T was not into it. I won't go into any more. Uh, yeah, I agree. Glad they cut it off. Thanks for the warning. Wish it would have been a little bit more stricter than what it was. Uh, or at least edit it out. Just maybe you need that last second. Yeah, most definitely. Otherwise, we wanted to take out people's mothers so they wouldn't have to see that. I wonder if Hogan was the distraction. Might have been. Possible. So, comparing this hype fest to other episodes, probably the most reruns on here. Yeah, by far. Most reruns and the most look into my eyes that I've seen. So, <laughs> I think it's Brian Adams that does that song. I was thinking of Hungry Eyes off Dirty Dancing. Yeah, it work as well. More periodic, even though I think it's a couple years or a year later. They were ahead of their time. Exactly. Might have been what inspired it. <laughs> we had no real wrestling matches. We're just all the score reruns, pretty much. It doesn't count for me. No, no original matches that hadn't aired previously on TV. Yes, yes, most definitely. Can't wait for WrestleMania. It's good hype, I guess. Yeah, in case you forgot about it from Friday. Now you can remember about it on Monday. Be ready for it again on Sunday afternoon. So, you have any historical facts for us? Of course. We begin classic historical figures you'll remember way more clearly than whatever you were taught in history class. Breakdown of big events that shaped pop culture. 1985 is one of the most important years. And it is Monday under the sign of Arius. U.S. President is Ronald Reagan, as we found out last episode. And the famous people born this year is Lizzie Bruchere and Luminor Cinema Bazaar. Sure. I'm game. And that special week of March, you were listening to Can't Fight This Feeling by Speedwagon. And You Spin Me Round, like a record by Dead or Alive, which also the top five. Police Academy 2 was still popular. What? It's been three days. <laughs> On TV, they were watching The Day the Universe Changed. No clue. <laughs> no, remember? Nope, I don't. Well, it was The Day the Universe Changed. Yes, it changed for people before 85. To me, it's always been this way. Yes. What well, was the day of? Ah. And what else do we have? Video games. If you liked video games, you were playing Metro Cross or you were playing Cosmic Soldier. Eventually, these Commodore 64s will get some classic Atari games that I've heard of. Uh, these are actually on the PC. <laughs> worse. Yes. Don't think too many people had those back then. The rich people were playing these. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. Uh, Lizzie Brashear was a French film, television, and theater actress who began working as a child actress in 1995. Has become a strong television and film presence in the French cinema. Of course. With the name, you know, kind of is what it is. And the other, the Luminor, where I got my information, didn't really have a lot of information on it. They were in a band called Cinema Bazaar. They were on the MCA Music Incorporated and Cherry Tree USA labels. They were active from 2005 to 2010, and they were in the glam rock, indie rock, alternative rock era. They were over in Germany. And that's probably why I never heard of them either. A very European edition of history. Yes. And Luminor, or his real name is Lars Falkowski. Whoa, family show. Yes. We'll just beep it. Lars. Got yeah, it. there you go. Got it. And he did the keyboard and backing vocals. That was big back then. That was like lead guitar, drums nowadays, keyboard player. Yes, yes, most definitely. And that, my friends, was 1985. This day in history. I feel a little bad for Phil Collins. This song fell off in three days, people. Why is stuff? It is what it is. Can't teach it. You can't. No, can't teach it. The review in this show for 1985 standards, I'll either go with my first thought that Vince couldn't get into the studio or Vince wanted to save money he's like look we're not gonna have any live guests anyway let's just run a bunch of tape and we'll film it here in the back of our production truck yep I'm game I didn't think they let him in just as a rib that would have been awesome yeah that's my final answer We'll go with that. So it's been about two episodes since we played a game. Ready to play one again? Yes. You're in for a blinding treat. It's time to play. So we haven't played Dead or Alive in forever, like since episode one to be exact. And Bosley was sitting on his thumbs not doing too much. So I got him to do some research and he came up with this almost, we got two that aren't, enhancement talent version of Dead or Alive. Ooh. So our first enhancement talent is Athens Apollo. Do you think he is dead or alive? Do we have an age? Can't give you an age. Bosley has an age. I can't give you an age. Well, he's not here at the moment so i can't yell at him <laughs> i'm guessing here since i don't know the age i will assume that he is live enhancement talent athens apollo peter weeks aka athens apollo is alive he is 57 years old and lives in Stafford, Virginia. Bosley said it's really hard to find stuff on Enhancement Talent. I agree. He does have a Facebook page, though, if anyone wants to go out there oh, and visit it. He said he lives in Stanford, Virginia? Yep, Stanford, Virginia, wherever that's at. Maybe you know. That's why I was asking. <laughs> I know, I never heard of it. Field trip. Yes. So we went by Peter Weeks in some points as well, but for our sake and TNT Friday Night Titans, he wrestled as Athens Apollo. Went for Hey. Next up, Mario Mancini. Do you think Mario Mancini is dead or alive? Mario Mancini, Mario Mancini, Mario Mancini. I'm for sure he's passed away. Enhancement talent Mario Mancini. Leonard Inzatari, a.k.a. Mario Mancini, is alive. Damn. Mario Mancini, at 52 years old, lives in East Haven, Connecticut. Lives in Connecticut, that's why. Jeff is back. One and one. That's where the Vince McMahon Fountain of Youth is. Yeah, he doesn't really move too far away from the company. I don't know if that's where he started at or not, but just moved probably a city or so away. I'll teach Vince. Yeah. Mario Mancini also has a Facebook page, if Ooh. anyone wants to look him up. Yes, go flood his Facebook page. I didn't encourage anyone to stalk to get questions. Bosley did say.
say that both of these seem to have families, but we didn't actually dig into any deeper of how many kids or anything like that off Facebook. So yeah, go visit them on Facebook. If you happen to come across them, let them know you heard about them on the Tag Team Podcast. They can be like... What's a computer? Exactly. Next up, enhancement talents. This guy did many enhancement jobs, but did go on to have a better career in other areas, just not the ones that we're focusing on. Billy Travis, also known as Billy Joe Travis. Do you think he is dead or alive? I think old Billy Travis is still alive. WWF enhancement talent Billy Travis. Gary Keith Myers, a.k.a. Billy Travis, is dead. Billy died on November 24, 2002 at the age of 41 of a heart attack in Kentucky. Travis found most of his success in the United States Wrestling Association or USWA where he was heavyweight champion and twice USWA tag team champion. Travis is most famous for being arrested in 1997 for real on live TV during his days in USWA. The story goes that Billy's baby mama called the cops after hearing about him being on TV looking for back child support. The cops showed up to the studio to arrest Billy and Jerry Lawler decides to turn it into an angle involving Brian Christopher. Look for the link to this on our Facebook page. As you can tell, that has a... We had a very ugly incident. What the hell's wrong with you? That's open-hand slap, huh? Damn, come back. We're gonna cut you. Oh. He's all right. He's just sleeping. Incident in the making there, so we'll edit that one up once we get some stuff on Billy Travis. Ooh, noted. Incident embedded inside of a game. You just never know where our Easter eggs are going to come from. <laughs> Next up, Liani Kat. Do you think she's dead or alive? Well, she was a wrestler. I don't think she juiced. She's <laughs> a woman, and they do typically live longer than us males. So I will say that she is alive. Woman's wrestler Lelani Kai. Patty Seymour, better known by the ring name Lelani Kai, is alive. She is 58 years old. She returned to the WWF on March 20, 1994 at WrestleMania 10 to unsuccessfully challenge Alundra Blaze in a women's championship match. In the mid to late 1990s, Kai wrestled in World Championship Wrestling under the name Patty Stone Grinder, usually wrestling against Modusa. In addition to wrestling, Seymour has trained with nunchucks for at least two years. She also rides motorcycles, deep sea fishes, and hunts wild boar. Dot Seymour previously owned an apartment in Hawaii. Oh, correct, you are on Liani. Next up, former WWF Tag Team Champion Dick Murdoch previous hot dog eater i believe he is still alive and i believe he is actually a line foreman and in better shape now than he was while wrestling former wwf tag team champion wrestler dick murdoch hoy trichard aka dick murdoch is dead mm. murdoch died of a heart attack on june 15 1996 at the age of 49 he married on September 21, 1966 in Potter County, Texas to Janice Hicks. Together, they had one child before divorcing on October 1, 1973. Several workers within professional wrestling who knew Murdoch have said was racist and was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. In a shoot interview, Bad News Brown accused him of being a member of the Klan. This was also mentioned by Tito Santana in his autobiography, 
former WWE SmackDown head writer Alex Greenfield. Also related a story told to him by Dusty Rhodes about Murdoch driving them to a clan party without telling him it was a KKK party beforehand. Most recently, former wrestling star Rocky Johnson, father of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, claims Murdoch was a member of the clan and that he once knocked him unconscious during a match. Jim Ross also stated in his autobiography that Murdoch showed him his clan membership card when they were on the road together. So they have membership cards. Apparently so, or at least back then they did. Interesting. Show me your card. You can get in. But I brought my sheet. Nope. No, I need the card. <laughs> well. Might be a credit card. I don't know. Oh, probably. Why ain't that a bitch? I thought. Never mind then. <laughs> I thought I seen something a while back that uh, he was actually, once he quit the WWF, he was actually a lineman in Texas doing line work, like for a crew, power lines, etc. And that he looked a lot better than he did whenever he was in the WWF. But uh, I guess you proved me wrong. Well, two for five. That's not too bad. It's terrible. Thanks for playing, all chaps. And tune in next time for another round of... So to end this hype train that is WrestleMania, I guess the people are demanding that we suffer and watch the original WrestleMania from March 31st, 1985. So I think it's time for our first special of the season, and we'll make it a WrestleMania one. I think it'll go better as we go on, so we're going to try to find some good information and some good history for the matches. So our next episode will not be Tuesday, Monday, Friday, whatever day they decide to air it on Titans. It'll be WrestleMania. So stay tuned for that. What do you want? You keep touching my leg. Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family's friends, tell your friends of your family to download, download, download. Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Join Jeff and John next week on a special edition to break down March 31st, 1985, WrestleMania. Liberace, we are certainly looking forward to you uh, Sunday afternoon in Madison Square Garden. Wait till you see what I'm going to wear. Ah. <sighs>